Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. Up until recently, I lived my life on the line and kind of following this path that I thought was for me. And over the course of the pandemic was when the majority of my disabilities started to occur. And when my body really started degenerating was during the last few years. So before that, I didn't appreciate everything that I had and everything that I was able to do. And once that was taken away from me, because of my disability and I wasn't able to keep up physically in dance classes or in my work because I was working as a professional dancer at the time. I wasn't able to keep up anymore so I stopped and suddenly I was going to casting calls and auditions. I wasn't being seen because of my posture. If I wear things that are skin tight then a lot of the times people can start to see that something is off. Um, They can often usually see the scoliosis, now my ribs sublax so much that they'll wean out every once in a while. You can see my shoulders roll in and out um, just because of my Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. But when this started to happen, I remember I was at an audition and the casting director pointed at me and looked over at his colleague and went like this, gesturing to bring the shoulders back. And I lost a lot of my roles that day. And so uh, it was a reevaluation for the job that I already had. So I lost a lot of the roles because of my posture that day, but my posture was starting to degenerate. And after this, I stopped dancing because I didn't fit the box. I recently decided to step out of line by just uh, rolling into dance studios. Now that I have my chair, it's like a whole new world that I get to experience because for the last two years when I started losing mobility, I wasn't able to go out and do everything like I wanted to do. And now I can go dance. That's one of the things I can do now with my chair. And I was in such deep depression the last few years because of my condition that I started dancing to escape it and to start to love myself a little bit more. And by just rolling into these studios that I used to go to when I was able-bodied, you've started to see more and more of the problems that we have when it comes to a lack of true accessibility anywhere that you go. But it's even in our dance classes, mainstream dance classes. So ever since then, I've been stepping out of line by speaking up and attempting to make changes, have conversations, and start to change the way that we view dancers and what dance really is and what dance should mean to all of us. And just recently I've started stepping out of line. I just will roll in and as long as it's a safe space to start 
dialogue and conversations than I will. But honestly, it doesn't even need to be a safe space. I just will. So that way we can start creating more safe spaces. But I have to be careful because it can get me into trouble sometimes. It must be giving you the freedom in your mind and in your body that you can still do things, but you're not the same person. You're probably a much better person than you were four or five years ago. I didn't like myself then. I think this is the first time ever in my life I've loved myself. Even parts that are hard to love. And it's just because of the community I have now and the community I've built through my social media. I, for the first time, have validation. And I know that I'm not alone. And I know that the work that I'm doing is leading to a bigger purpose. So that's all that matters to me. Now I feel like I can actually embrace myself for the first time ever, which is wild. Things happen to you for a reason. I think it happens and it's how you deal with it. It really comes down to what you choose to make it into because we all go through things. We all experience ups and downs and you can choose to either embrace it and run with it and use it for good or you can let it take over um, and consume you. And, and that's what I did for a little bit with my condition. I completely let it consume me. Oh fear of the unknown and the fear of the future and I just went into very deep depression but I've learned to value time in a way that I never did before yeah I'm a completely different person now because of this I think the greatest reward in all of this has been building the community that I've built and bringing representation to a group of people who too often don't have that representation. And I know for myself, my whole life would have been so different if I had been able to see someone who didn't fit the box, that was a professional working dancer or represented in mainstream media in any capacity. Someone, I because I, although I wasn't diagnosed until a, a few years ago with Ehlers-Danlos, I've experienced symptoms my whole life. I've just been a medical mystery. It's just in the last few years that I really started to lose mobility, but I've had issues with my mobility my entire life. I've had dislocations from the time I was very young. I had very severe scoliosis when I was in middle school, so I would use a wheelchair at times when I was younger, and I remember when I was 12, my scoliosis was too severe and I wasn't able to walk anymore, and so I started using a hospital chair, and the recital was coming up and they just pulled me out of the whole recital. They didn't even give me the option to adapt or anything like that. And I'm sure there could have been conversations had, or if my mom had known that she could have spoken up about that rather than just kind of go with the flow, I'm sure that something different could have happened, but it's the fact that there wasn't an initiative to include me in the choreography, in the ways that I could still create the same exact lines, pictures, just adapted. There wasn't even that consideration. It was too late in the year. They had already ordered all of my costumes. So I had to get all of the costumes for the dances that I'd never be able to do. And my mom gave them to me and I put them all on a shelf in my closet and I never touched them. For years, I didn't touch them or look at them. And I still went to that recital and I watched. And it's that moment there that empowers me to 
make a difference so that way that never has to happen to anybody else. But there are stories that are so, so, so far beyond horrific to know and hear and think about just the lack of the awareness for needs everywhere you go. I really am trying to make a difference for all of those living with disabilities or just people in general who don't fit the box so that way they can go into any space that they want, whether it's dance or whatever else they enjoy doing that makes them feel connected to who they are. And they can go into these spaces and do what they love doing. And there is no need to hesitate before asking what needs are. The most challenging, yet my favorite, the best part of the classes that I teach because of the fact that my classes are for all dancers, I have all types of dancers with all types of needs, physical limitations. I have able-bodied dancers. I have dancers with disabilities. I have everybody in my class. And so one of my favorite things about my class is that my students have learned that they can ask me for help adapting things. And so I teach in my chair the seated version while my assistant teaches the standing version. And then my dancers will just either raise their hand on Zoom or we have different ways of communicating based on their needs, but they'll get my attention and tell me what part they're having a hard time creating um, within their own limitations. And you can absolutely create pretty much any single movement that is on an able-bodied dancer, on a dancer with disabilities, one way or another, no matter what the physical limitations are. I have taught dancers who dance with their eyes. I have taught dancers who adapt choreography to just uh, uh, just in front of their, their torsos and doing the hand movement just with in, just in front of them. And I have, I mean, like, I, I feel so, so lucky that I get to be a part of so many people's journeys um, because it's so much more than just dance in my classes. These are things that people don't think about because they don't have to. And I'm really excited about challenging the way that everyone looks at dance. So absolutely, you can create all of these lines, all of the same movement. You absolutely can one way or another. It takes a little creativity takes a little adapting. Victoria's Secret, which is very empowering. I don't know if, if Jack wrote it knowing how empowering it would be to girls. I don't believe she knew the magnitude of the impact this would have um, on multiple communities of people who have all gone through judgment one way or another when they did box. Fun fact, that was my second day ever dancing in my wheelchair. You never know. One class the night before that my friend had encouraged me to go to with her. And I had just been going through such a hard time in my life, then personal things, and then lack of accessibility at my job. So I was going through a really rough time. And my friend was like, Come with me to this dance class. And I hadn't danced in years, let alone in my chair. Um, but she encouraged me to go and I went and the choreographer who taught that dance class was the choreographer of the flash mob. And so the next day after the class, he found me on Instagram and he was like, do you want to be in this flash mob? And so I, I had no idea what it was for, had no idea any details until they sent us the video of the choreography to learn. And I had heard the song a few times on TikTok, but it wasn't released yet. So 
it was really cool to be part of that whole journey from the beginning of of the like the hype of the song to even through now where it's top of charts Jax is performing at Jingle Ball where do you envision your classes how do you see it growing becoming bigger I want to turn all of this into into a business I want to not only be creating more dance classes that do teach all dancers but I want to start creating courses on how to educate other educators on what I'm doing. And I want there to be uh, workshops at dance conventions, dance competitions for teachers, choreographers, studio directors to go through um, a course on understanding needs, setting up a system on how to, how to create a safe space where your dancers feel comfortable expressing needs and how to start making those, those needs met. Um, I want to create programs for dancers to be able to have access to safe spaces and dance because affordability should be part of accessibility, and unfortunately it's not. And dance is very expensive. I know to, my family struggled to afford it, and we had help growing up from my studio director uh, who kept me dancing. So I want to make dance accessible for people with programs in elementary schools, public schools, I also am trying to look into ways to create devices to make dance accessible. Um, I'm having difficulties uh, adapting certain things that I think of ways that technology could help me to. Like I would love to be able to have live captioning in all of my dance classes one way or another. Um, I would love to be able to just have means for people to be able to experience my movement who have vision impairment over zoom uh, i have a dancer right now who we're coming up with different ways for them to experience my class they have vision impairment and can't really experience through the zoom screen um, and they just see colors so thinking of ways that i can wear bright colors so that way they're able to experience me in the class meanwhile i'm also teaching to dozens of others as well I truly see this growing beyond just myself. I want to empower others to do this for dancers as well, because this needs to trickle down, not just in dance, but everywhere. I often say that this world was not built for people like me. I need to make a difference for people like me growing up, but I also have a younger sister who has the same condition that I do. And she is going to go through this one day and I need to make things better for her.